Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. It's Charlene Anderson, your wholesale sourcing expert, here on a beautiful November 6, 2019, where the sun is out and we're going to hit almost 50 degrees today which is fabulous. This is why fall here can be so nice when it's not so cold. Um, We are celebrating a big milestone today. We are celebrating our 100th podcast. That's TalkShoot podcast. That doesn't count the webinars Ron has done about photos. It doesn't count like the Zoom webinars we've done about the um, Eisenhower method of of prioritizing. It's the 100th podcast, um, which makes me really proud. Um, I want to thank someone um, a lot who got me started seriously into podcasting, and that's Deborah Conrad. Um, those of you who are old timers know that that she and I did a podcast together. She started thrifting for profit, and she asked me to join in near the beginning. And we did hundreds and hundreds of podcasts for thrifting for profit, and I had so much fun doing them. It's one of the reasons that I like doing them is because of what Deborah taught me and all of that. So I want to say thank you to her for that. I know a lot of people miss those podcasts, but kind of the thrifting days are over, you know? Um, it's, it's a shame in that that part of the business doesn't work for Amazon. Um, but anyway, I want to give you guys a little background. Um, I see we have a couple old timers here, like people who were members of this group at the very beginning. I'm going to give you guys a little background about how we started and why we started and what the plans are for the future. And all through the, um, the podcast, I'm going to be giving away stuff. So I'm going to do the first giveaway right now because, because I can. Um, and that is um, the people at Ecom Engine who run Restock Pro Feedback 5 um, and those, those um, seller tools have some really cool swag um, on there. They um, have everything from T-shirts to the ubiquitous water bottles to my favorite, which is a wireless charging pad. Um, and I have one upstairs by my packing computer so I can listen to podcasts and just have it sitting on that and charge. So we have some links um, to where you can pick what you want, which is really cool. So I am going to uh, do my little magic number generator thingy-mabob and pick the first person. So that first person is Rebecca. So congratulations, Rebecca. If after the podcast you send me a private message with your email, I will send you the link to get your prize. Um, They're really nice. I mean, you know, uh, I'm a fan of Ecom Engine, and the fact that we have swag is even better because free stuff is good. So let me mark down who won that one, and we'll move on. So a little bit about the history of the group. Um, and the history of my selling in general. 
I started selling online on eBay, like a lot of us did. I started back in 1988, uh, which is now 21 years ago, back when you didn't need pictures, um, when you had to mail checks or money orders. This was pre-PayPal. You, know, um, you mailed a check or money order and you waited for it to come. It was pre-internet postage. Um, for the most part. I had a Pitney Bowes postage meter um, that I used to print postage for my packages at that time. Um, but then things started changing. Um, the, the big elephant came in, Amazon, um, and they started allowing third-party sellers of books and media around 2001. And I only know that because that's when my first Amazon feedback is from, is 2001, so 18 years ago. Um, and at that time, it was only books you could sell, and there was no FBA. Um, so I started selling the books I had. I'd read a book and then sell it, and I'd read another book and then sell it to get you know, a fair bit of my money back. Um, this was obviously pre-Kindle days, pre-Audible days. You could get audiobooks, but you had to buy the CDs or the cassettes um, to listen to them. So, so as Amazon evolved, they had a program that didn't last very long, where you could send just your books into them and they would sort of FBA them. And I can't remember what the name of the program was, but it was there. Um, and then FBA came in with a bang and that just opened up opportunities galore. And I jumped on the minute you could. I already had um, wholesale accounts for my eBay store because I wasn't selling thrifted things because um, there's not a huge opportunity for that here. And I wasn't selling retail arbitrage. I was selling wholesale on eBay um, starting in about 1999. And I still have several of those wholesale accounts. I still have them, and I still sell their stuff. Um, but when FBA came around, I um, jumped in with both feet. And I, I started selling from those same wholesale accounts and then just started going after more and more and more wholesale accounts. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, Ron and I trade retail arbitrage for one day. That was it. When you have one grocery store in town um, and no Targets, no Walmarts, none of those, no Best Buy, no, you know, um, it just wasn't feasible and it wasn't fun. And you know, this business is hard enough, so you have to enjoy some part of it. So Ron did a lot of thrifted stuff at the time he started doing um, Amazon. Um, the thrifting thing was good because he did. He focused on board games, and I we had to go to Salt Lake every month or so um, for eye doctor appointments for me at the Moran Eye Center. So we would hit all the Deseret Industry thrift shops we could on that trip because it'd have to be an overnight trip, and we would come back with the car, the Jeep stuffed. I mean, you couldn't see anything, um, and that's how he built up the capital to start buying wholesale was with that. And I still think board games could be a feasible thing to thrift on Amazon, but they are time intensive because we counted every piece. We ordered replacement pieces if they were missing. You know, we wiped down everything. We, you know, bagged all the cards, the pieces, everything. So these games looked fabulous. And they sold for good prices. He tried to stay at games that sold for $50 or more. Um, considering the time. And I'm kind of weird. I don't mind that cleanup and organizing thing of things like games. So I, I would do that with the TV on or something, and it wasn't such a big deal. 
but it's hugely time intensive. So he built enough money to start buying wholesale um, with his own Amazon account. Um, we did get approval from Amazon for both of our accounts. We do have two wholesalers in common, but we are very careful not to sell the same product. We do sell in the same category because categories are enormous, but if I'm going to one of those wholesalers and looking at new stuff there, we check with each other to see, do you carry this? You know, and he asked me, do you carry it? So we, that's one thing we don't ever want to get caught up because that, I'm sure Amazon would not look kindly upon that. Um, so that's kind of where we're at, how I got started. I'm still a huge fan of wholesale. I think it is the only way forward. Um, I still, you know, and I was, when I started talking about this on like Chris Green's original podcast and Kat um, Simpson's podcast way back when, I was like this voice in the dark. Everybody thought I was stupid. That, well, why aren't you doing retail arbitrage and online arbitrage? It's so much better. Well, in the end, the, the time ran out on that stuff. You know, there's now so many issues involved with IP claims, with gating, with all of that, that I don't think it's a viable way to grow a business. You might have a nice little lifestyle business where you can get along with it, but to get to the big numbers, um, it's, it's not viable anymore. It really isn't. You know, you had some teams of people looking for product. You have to be willing to eat product that all of a sudden gets gated or blocked. You have to deal with IP claims um, and all of that far more often than you do with wholesale. So, um, so I was this voice in the dark for many years, and people kept saying, well, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book? So I wrote a book, and um, that book came out. I had to go do all this homework to remember because time kind of like, flies. Um, the book was published December 11th, 2014. And I had a co-author that I don't know what happened to. Um, she was here for the first few podcasts and she fell off the face of the earth. Um, and I had um, a really, really wonderful woman named Georgine um, Harkness do the copy editing for me on the book. She was really helpful because she's very detail-oriented. She was a CPA. Um, so that really helped. And we started the group at the same time the book was published, um, which was December 2014. And I looked, and we have, still have some original members from that time, which it makes my heart all warm and fuzzy. Um, we've gone through a lot in the group. We've had deaths in the group, and I'm sad to say more than one. Um, we've had uh, sickness. We've had several group members diagnosed with cancer. Um, fortunately, that are still with us and doing well, which is a fabulous thing. Um, we've had births. We've had new babies in the group. We've had new puppies in the group. We've had new houses. We've had moves. We've had, you know, graduations. We've had everything. I mean, it is a microcosm of life that everything has happened. Um, and what I feel most proud about is we have some successful people in the group. And as I was looking through the group um, stats they give you um, on Facebook, it's really interesting that the people who, at least in my perception, have been very successful at their Amazon business are the ones who are active in the group. I, and it seems like kind of counterintuitive in a way that they're spending time in a group instead of working on the business, but it is working on the business. And you know, we've had people come and go 
we've had people who were very successful who decided they want to retire. Bravo for you and have left the group. Um, we've had people who felt after a while it wasn't for them. And I am the first one to say this business is not for everybody. So, you know, they've moved on to other things. But we've, we've got more than a few original members, which is really wonderful. Um, and I think um, the secret of that is you guys are so willing to share with everybody, which, which makes me really happy too, that, you know, there's no hiding stuff um, that you're willing to share what you know to help someone else because you know in the end it will come back and, um, and help you somewhere along the way. So, um, so that's where we are now. We have a core group of people. Um, uh, there are openings because I told you I, I would keep it under 100 members. Um, we show 164 in the Facebook group because a lot of those are spouses um, or children who are working with their, their parents um, who are the group members. Um, some of them are vendors that I use and respect who are in the group to answer questions. So, um, so we have some openings. So it would be great if you could spread the word and um, we could fill those openings because it helps offset the time and expense um, in running the group. And if you do uh, refer somebody, I don't have a formal referral affiliate thing. Refer them to the group. Just tell me, and if they join, you're going to get another prize. Um, it'll be well worth your time. Right now, I think there are six openings. Um, so please help me out, and please fill them back up, because new blood is always a wonderful thing, getting um, new, new feedback, new opinions, um, new questions, all sorts of stuff. So um, now it's time for another giveaway, since I have lots of stuff to give away. Um, this one um, Ellie reminded me about, um, and it's something that Ron had recommended in his photo seminars, and it's that sticky, rubbery stuff called Uhu. And it's great for positioning things for photos, for um, you know, your Amazon images, for all sorts of stuff. I use it to hold stuff on the wall temporarily, so it's fabulous stuff. Um, so you're going to get a pack of that stuff. And a pack lasts a long time. I think Ron's on his original pack because it doesn't take much. So let me do my fancy schmancy um, number generator here. And the winner of this one is Mary Jo. So Mary Jo, if you uh, contact me by private message after, I will arrange to get your uhu stuff to you. Um, I think it comes in blue and white, and I, but I prefer the white because you don't want to accidentally um, leave any color on anything. So that's our second prize. Um, so back to where we were and where we're going. So new members, great. I think I still think, and I put my money where my mouth is, that the future of Amazon um, is wholesale. Um, and I say I don't say this to disregard the people who are doing private label, but I think the floor is going to drop on private label, and this is just my opinion. The world will only tolerate so many duplicate items of the same, let's say, inexpensive commodity products. Um, and building a brand is really hard. It's really hard. Just watch the profit and shock Shark Tank, and you will see that just putting your name on a product is not having built a brand. Um, it's really hard. Um, I think there is 
still huge opportunity on Amazon for people who invent their own products, um, which I, I kind of in my head is very different from people who are going to uh, manufacturers that you know crank out soup ladles and putting your brand name on a set of soup labels. I think developing and inventing your own product is, is a very different thing. And I, I think there is a future on Amazon for those people. But you know, there's this thing, unless you have a monster hit with one product, it's going to be really hard to build a business. Because for every monster hit, there's a million meh products. Um, I was watching Shark Tank last night, and they had this 13-year-old kid on who developed this shovel with measurements on it. So you know if you're digging the hole the, the right depth. And then on, on the handle, there's measurements um, that so you can tell how far apart to space your plants. 13-year-old kid, and he got the deal on Shark Tank. But he's a one-product company, and I'm guessing – um, somewhere down the line, they're going to have to expand that to trowels or whatever to keep building the product because there are only so many measuring shovels in the world that will sell. And that's, you know, unless they break, you probably don't need more than one in your lifetime. Um, so I, I look at Amazon for me as a place to sell anything that will make me money. That's in my niche. I'm not going to sell children's stuff because I know nothing about it and I don't want to learn. But in my niche, I'm really broad and wide with products. So, you know, when, when the coloring book phase was done, I was out of it before it, the bottom dropped out of it. You know, I sold all the markers and the pencils and all that and cut the price and moved on to the next thing. Um, so I do think wholesale is the future for Amazon. And, and, I look at private label um, things like Ellie does very differently than going to China and having a manufacturer there do you know, a run of a product for you. Ellie finds people to make products, new products specifically for her. So she's not the manufacturer, but she develops the product, um, the color, the style, all of that kind of thing. That's what I'm talking about when I say invent a product. That's far different than selling the same old, the same old things um, that everybody can source through through somewhere. I think there is a huge future um, in on Amazon for those kind of people who have the creativity and the vision to do that. And it it's great because it takes the whole manufacturing thing out of your you know, out of your pocketbook, out of your worry. Um, and it provides um, business for other manufacturers, all those good things that go along with it. So I think that is a very viable business opportunity for Amazon. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the whole exclusives on Amazon thing, because we talk about that one a lot, um, about getting exclusives. And I still think there is, a, there is still so many brands out there that are looking for people to match their brand on Amazon. Um, that's an opportunity. Um, and I think you need to approach people a bit differently than we did in the past talking about these exclusives. Um, I would talk more about brand management um, and how you can help them um, because that protects your product pages if they can get brand registered and you then became, become an administrator of their brand registry. Um, 
that can be very, very useful. And I know there are some um, Amazon sellers, successful Amazon sellers who are moving into that kind of business model, doing that for other people instead of actually selling the physical product. Um, there are a couple of big players in the business who are doing that, who built their business model that way from the start. One is one that a couple of us have run into on um, listings. Um, I'm not going to mention them here. It's in the group. Um, but they, they are now building their model on two ways. One is brand management, and two is selling the products. And because of that man, brand management thing, they are trying to get other people kicked off. They tried it with me, but I bought buy the product from an authorized distributor, so they couldn't do it, you know. And 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 there was no no um, proof that they actually had the authority to do it, which was a thing. So anyway, um, we're gonna do another prize because we got lots of them. Um, the next one is a set of photo cubes. So if you have watched Ron's um, webinars on photography, you'll know that he uses these little Lucite cubes to help prop things up. And I know Shelly and a whole bunch of other members really, really like them um, and have used them very successfully. So we have a set to give away of the photo cubes. There's, I think, eight or ten in a, in a bag for them. And I'm going to get my fancy-dancy number generator out here. And I have a person in, in that their username is obviously, I think is their phone number, it starts with 207-713. So in chat, if you could let me know who you are, um, I will get the photo cubes to you. So um, 207-713. Um, and while I'm waiting for that, um, Thalia says she used mine, so does Ellie. Um, and um, Rebecca saying, from what she sees, the bottom has already dropped out of the private label market. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting time. Um, I think people thought it was this. Oh, I just put you know my name on a on a soup ladle, and there's no problem. You know, um, it's it's hard. Okay, Thalia, excellent. So, do you need more uh, cubes, Thalia? You said you use yours. If you don't need more cubes, I can give you a different prize since you're the prize winner. Because um, so I don't want to duplicate something you wouldn't use, and I'd rather give you something that would be useful for you. Um, so just let me know in the um, chat, and uh, we'll move on. So yeah, so I, you know, I, I do a lot of thinking when I'm packing things, and maybe that's why I like it so much, because it does let me think. Um, about the whole future of this business. And I can tell you, I made a pie-in-the-sky goal that I talked about on Deborah's Thrifting for Profit podcast um, about how much I wanted to sell on Amazon in a year. That was my goal. And the goal had um, restrictions on it. I didn't want a warehouse, and I didn't want employees. Those are two things that I said, I don't want to do it. Um, I might hit that crazy pie-in-the-sky goal this year. I mean, it's going to be close, but I still don't have a warehouse. So I have a half of a spare bedroom, and I sort of have employees. I have a bookkeeper, but I've never met her in real life, um, and I use Karen Locker's service. Um, so, um, so it is possible um, to, um, to grow a business pretty darn big um, on Amazon still. Um, I'm up... 
12.5% over last year. And the sad thing I found is the bigger you get, the harder it is to grow in those crazy numbers. The first few years when you're up 30%, 40%, whatever, um, is, um, is pretty awesome. But then as you get bigger, because the numbers are bigger, so, so 12.5% of a bigger number is a bigger number. So um, Thalia says someone else can enjoy the photo cube. So Thalia, how about a set of gray cards? Those are the cards that you, um, you put in a, your first shots to adjust your bat light balance and all that. Ron talks about them a lot in the podcast, and I have a set of the ones he uses. So if that would work for you, let me know. I will write it down so I don't give them away a second time until I hear back. So, um, so yeah, so the growth, there is still potential. Now here's the downside. It is, Amazon is harder and harder every single day. I don't need to tell you guys that. It is more, um, there are more issues that crop up every day. Um, I look back at 10 years ago even, and it was so simple. It was pretty darn simple. Um, it was, you know, the, the big changes that have happened have come at such an accelerated pace that if you're not willing to adapt every single day, and I mean every day. You have to change something every day in your business. If you're not willing to adapt every day, um, it's going to be really difficult to survive. Um, you know, I remember when we thought it was a big deal that you had to put a packing slip in the box. Well, you didn't have to mark off what was in it, and you could have 10 different boxes, and you didn't have to say what was in this box contents. You didn't have to say anything. And that was such a huge change. Well, that seems such an easy thing now um, that we do. Now with the, the whole IP infringement, suspension, all of that, it is, it is difficult. And um, I know that there is a school of thought in business that you, you jump first and ask, um, Oh, Ellie's saying, and you put a note to the warehouse. Yeah, those are still in the file section. I saw them when I was reviewing them. I made thank you notes for the group to use to print out and put in the top of the box for the Amazon warehouse to thank them for all their hard work. My things have changed, haven't they? You know, they would probably try to scan that note in now um, because they don't, they was like, what? What is this? Um, so, yeah, that, that was the time. And... I actually would put candy in there too, um, hoping that it would, you know, put a smile on somebody's face. But anyway, um, it's not a business that um, you can jump first and then figure out later. You have to have your ducks lined up in the beginning or be willing to go very slow to not make mistakes. Because, you know, in the past, mistakes were far easier to rectify far more understood. I remember when Amazon would reimburse you for stuff that was short in a shipment without an invoice. You just clicked on a shipping queue thing and the money would show up. Um, now it's like, you know, prove it. Um, so it's this business, you have to be willing to change and you have to be a rule follower in a certain way. And I say that from someone who I like to push the envelope on things. You know, I'm going to go to a hotel and I'm going to do everything I can to try to get an upgrade. Um, I am going to use whatever excuse me, knowledge I have to you know, be first in line somewhere. I, I will push those kind of things, 
But the rules, I don't push our Amazon rules. I, will, I am not willing to risk my account to try to get around the system, to think I'm smarter than Amazon and they aren't going to figure out what I'm doing. Um, none of that. It's, it's, that's where I am not going to risk my business. I'll risk my business in other ways like buying stuff that maybe wasn't such a good buy. Um, I learned a lot at this last trade show about why I do it. Um, and what it is is because I really like the thing myself. And I don't stop and think what other people really like it to. And I, I really caught myself several times at the show um, and I backed off and said no because I realized it was just because I liked it and it probably wasn't going to be a good enough product um, to, to be worthwhile carrying. So, so that's kind of where we are in this whole Amazon future thing. Um, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, it's going to be – it's not going to get easier. I am hoping that um, – the rash of, of sellers who are willing to tank prices, who, um, who are easily suspendable, will get suspended and not come back um, because they are grossly violating the rules. Um, I think those kind of sellers need to go. That, you know, I think the huge influx of um, Chinese sellers has been a detriment to Amazon, and I do... They're not stupid. They know all the stuff that we talk about. But the, it's like you know, stopping this aircraft carrier. It's not easy to be nimble when you're this big. So they have to figure that out. Um, they have to figure out how to train seller support agents better so they're not our adversary, that they are actually part of a team. Um, they have got to figure that out. And they have got to know how bad they are. I mean, they can't be so blind to it to not see how people are treated. Um, so it's, it's not going to get easier. Hopefully it'll level off. Um, I think a big relief for a lot of people was getting all the, a, lo a lot of the states to do the opt-in to um, sales tax collection and have Amazon do that. Um, California is still being difficult. Um, I'm sure you all have seen that. Um, $1.6 million estimated tax bill that Brian has gotten. Um, and I did the math talking to my mom yesterday about how much he would have to sell to actually owe that. And that was for two quarters. Um, impossible. It, it's impossible. But, you know, this is the stuff we have to deal with. The one thing I have really tried to um, calm down about because I get, uh, I get angry really easy and I get upset really easy is – uh, fraudulent customer returns, and somebody in the group years ago said something to me that you just have to look at them as shoplifting. So if you had a brick-and-mortar store, you'd have shoplifters. Um, so they are our shoplifters. And um, I've learned to not sweat the small ones. Yeah, it happens. People can be horrible, but you cannot let that ruin your day. Um, a couple other things that I think I want to remind everybody, you really need to trademark your store name. Um, whether you do it yourself like Ellie does or you use someone like LegalZoom like I did or um, find someone else, I really think it's important. And you have to have the domain of your store name. 
I, I think those two things, if you want any long-term kind of success, you're gonna, you need to have those in place. And then if you have brands you are working with, you have to get their name trademarked and get them in brand registry. It will really, really help. Um, and you don't have to do it for them. It would be better if they did it under their name and then you could come in as an administrator to help. I think we'll, that will really help um, protecting yourself on Amazon. Um, yeah, Ellie says, very good. Make sure you have the URL before you get the trademark, right? Because URLs are cheap. Trademark is, application is not. And they will want to see that you own that URL. That's one thing that LegalZoom told me, having that and showing that will, you know, prove, prove that you're using that name in business. So. Um, so I do think that part is really important. Um, the one thing that is interesting, because I was just at a trade show um, where someone who is sort of known in the Amazon community and sells in the niche that the trade show was about had a seminar about selling on Amazon. And I just, I couldn't figure why you would want to like poop in your own nest. You know, why would you want to teach your competition? That one just floored me. Um, oh, and Ellie said, people watch who applies for trademark or who applies and grab the trademark if you don't already own it. Yeah, um, there are bad people out there who do this stuff. So get your ducks in a row. Another thing about trademark while we're on this, since I'm all over the place with topics, is the USPTO now has two-step verification on the website. So go in and set that up because there's also things about people who've gotten in and changed information so that they show um, that, that they now own the trademark, which I think that's about as low as you can go. That's, that's about as low as you can go. So set up that two-factor authorization on the USPTO site. Um, John says, I see the biggest threat to us wholesale sellers is coming from new companies with younger owners who designed products, a modern website, and are selling themselves on Amazon, excluding other sellers. Yes, bingo. It's not a big deal to them in the way it might be to someone who has not grown up with e-commerce. John hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, someone who is tech savvy, who has a good product, is not going to want you to sell it on Amazon for the most part. I mean, I can see that. I saw that at this trade show. It was like, you know, the, the people who invented a product who haven't grown up with e-commerce would love someone to do it for them. But people who have grown up with it, it's not something, um, it's not something that, um, that bothers them setting up Amazon. So, um, and you see that a lot on um, the business shows, the Profit Shark Tank, UK Dragon's Den. So I do think that there is a, a philosophical difference in, in the Dragon's Den versus Shark Tank versus Dragon's Den Canada, because I watch all three of them. And business is very different in all three places, very different, um, which I find kind of fascinating. So I have another prize to give away. I have another Ecom Connection link for some of their swag, whether it be a water bottle, a t-shirt, or a wireless charging pad. Um, so let me get my handy-dandy number generator and get the participant list. And the next one is, oh, that got someone who left the call. Let me go do it again here. Okay, guest 15. So 
So you'll have to tell me who you are, guest 15, and you won some swag from Ecom Engine. Um, let me know in chat, and I will put your name down, and we'll get, get you the link to order it. Um, they, they will ship directly to you, and you get to pick what you want and all that, which is great. Um, it's interesting how um, Amazon is now looking at um, third-party sellers in, in a very different way. It used to be that they wanted every product the world had. Yay, Megan. Okay. So Megan won some swag. Let me put that down on the list. So got it. And send me a private message after the show, and then I can send you the link that way. Um, yeah, about how Amazon looks at third-party sellers. I think, I think that there has been a tidal shift um, in Amazon about, you know, with Vendor Central closing down. Um, I, think, I think Amazon is going to embrace us more, but they're going to have to figure out a lot of stuff first. Um, I am still all in on Amazon. I, I still have my eBay store. I still sell a little bit there. Um, but for me, I'm going to push Amazon as fast and as hard as I can selling products, saving money from, from it. Um, because I think eventually either we as third-party sellers are going to burn out, we're going to retire, um, and there will be people to take our place. But I don't see doing this at age 90. I couldn't carry 50 pounds up and down the stairs at age 90, I don't think. But I, I for the, the immediate future, meaning for me the next 10 years, it's where I am putting my effort. Um, I'm going to roll with the punches with what Amazon changes. I'm going to work and build more relationships with my vendors. It's the reason I go to trade shows because can, you can find the products without going but building the relationships. Um, there was a woman at the show who I follow her on Facebook. She's in a couple of craft industry group groups that I follow, and she's very smart. Um, she knows not only the niche that she sells in, but she's a smart business person. And I was walking down the first aisle of the trade show, and there she was. Um, she stands out um, because she has the best name ever. Her name is Ebony Love. And that's her real name, and I think that is like the best name ever. So I got to meet her. I got to sit down and chat with her. We've now hooked up via um, just private emails, not having to go through Facebook and all that. And I think I can learn a lot about the niche from her. I could never have done that if I wasn't at the show. Um, there's no way. And I could tell you 10 other times where I met, I met people. I met a guy from Brooklyn, New York, um, who's originally from Mali in Africa who sells African textiles. Um, far easier to go with someone who imports them into the U.S. than try to bring them in myself from Mali. You know, there's, but building that relationship, yeah, I could have Googled and maybe found his website, but, you know, we sat down and talked about where I visited in West Africa and all that. And um, So that relationship thing is where we in the group, I think, understand that. And I think in a lot of other groups, because I belong to all of them, though I never post in them, is people just want to like order online, never have any communication with the people, and be done. And that's it. Um, if that company comes out with a new product, who do you think going to be the first to know? Is it going to be the person who they built a relationship with, who they can call by name? 
Um, or is it going to be that person who just orders online and never has any communication? Well, I can tell you which one it is. Um, so that's my reason for going to shows predominantly. Finding the new products is fun, and I love all the free stuff you get. I had one suitcase with clothes, and I had another empty suitcase I took, and inside that was an empty soft-sided suitcase. I came back with all three of them filled. Not the stuff I bought, but stuff I was given, like really good stuff too. And some of it I'm going to sell because it's like retail-ready stuff, lots of books, lots of, oh, just tools, stuff. So I, I think as a group, we know that going to those shows is really important, and that's where we have an advantage over lots of other people who just who don't want to go. I think that's really important. So let me get another prize going here. Um, we're going to do the photo cubes because Thalia is going to take the gray card. So we're going to go back with the photo cubes, and I'm going to get a, um, my number generator out here. And Stacy, you get the photo cubes. So um, send me a PM, and we will get them to you. Those I will actually ship from here. Um, we, we have a few sets left. So photo cubes done. We still have like nine or ten prizes, so yay. Um, so, um, and if you haven't watched the photo webinars, Stacey, watch them because Ron shows how to use them and all that, though you could probably figure it out. Um, let me get my notes up because I still got more pontificating to do here. Um, so, so my next thing I note I had written down is, um, is there still opportunity? Yeah, there still is. I, there's totally opportunity. Um, there are ways we'll have to adapt in finding those opportunities, but there still is. Um, how do we deal with it moving forward with all these changes? There's a few things, and this is, this is just what I do. I look for new products every day. I now have four big distributors in, across three different niches who have tens of thousands of SKUs. And I'm not one to run things through a software thing to find the best products. I have found I do far better if I listen to my gut. So I look on their sites every day at their new stuff. Or I will, and I'll have Amazon open to see um, if it's on Amazon. And I just poke around for a few minutes every day. It's not rocket science. It's not a um, specific process, but I just poke around and looking for new products every day. I think you have to keep doing that because products are going to drop off. Um, I'm at about 10% more products than I, I was a year ago, so that's a big upside because one of my suppliers went out of business, um, so there's no more of those products. So I had to replace them and find new ones. So I, th I do think you really have to keep to keep grow, uh, to move forward, you just have to keep keep sourcing. Always be sourcing, always be looking. Um, I was at in in Houston at this last trade show, and we did a day trip to NASA, and we spent the whole day there. I was looking at stuff there, not just stuff in the gift shops and all that, but stuff people were carrying, stuff people were wearing, what people were talking about. Because I love eavesdropping on people, you know, when you're standing in line, what they're talking about. You know, so always be sourcing, always be looking for products. You know, if you have kids, ask them about what's cool. 
um, what are people starting to talk about so you can get in faster than someone else. Just always be looking. I think that's what you have to keep doing. Um, you can look for local products that you know people are developing that want to be on Amazon but don't know how and don't want to. Um, and and my selling point on that is like you do what you do best, which is means developing products and all that, and let me sell them on Amazon for you because then you're on you are on Amazon, but you don't have to do it, and more importantly, you don't have to sell to Amazon. One of my biggest accounts now was someone in that exact position in a niche in the craft world that I didn't have a whole lot of interest in. I knew enough to know enough. And I found them by Googling tools in this niche. And I contacted the owner, and he says, oh, yeah, Amazon's been bugging us to start selling to them, but I just can't be bothered. I was like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, well, do you want to sell on Amazon and not have to worry about it? Just treat me like another store that you sell to. And that's what he did. And nobody's jumped on these listings, knock wood, for the past, I've had them on almost two years. And um, they are amazed at the number that sell, number of products that sell, which is fabulous. Um, so they're very, we're both very happy. But that replaced a vendor that went out of business. So um, more prizes. We have another Ecom Engine swag product. Let me get the participant list here. And the next one is John Wayne. John, I'm guessing that these will probably ship to the UK, but if they don't, let me know, and I'll get it, and Ron will be in the UK next month, so he can send it to you from there so it won't cost a fortune. Um, so check first and see, and if it's a problem, we'll work on it and get it figured out. Um, so that's another e-com um, product off the list. So what are we going to do to move forward? Um, for me, more products, more products, more products. Continue to build relationships with my vendors um, so they know it's a partnership that, you know, I want them to succeed because it helps me succeed. Um, I had an interesting situation. I'm like really pushing to hit um, diamond um, medallion status on Delta this year. I'm really close. So one way to get there was to open up a new credit card with American Express um, and spend $3,000 before the calendar year ends on it. And then I got 10,000 qualifying miles. Big deal. Um, so I had a big order to place with the vendor on Friday because I wanted to place it on Friday so they could ship it on Friday and I would have it far quicker. So I called them up and I said, hey, Rob, um, could you do me a favor? Could you like ship this order and not charge my card until I get my new card? Um, and you know what he said? Sure, no problem. So the order's on its way. It's due here tomorrow. I got the new card yesterday. I called him with a new number, and now he charged it. So I got enough dollars charged to um, qualify for the Delta status, and um, he, I got the order when I wanted to get it. That's the kind of thing you couldn't do if you just didn't have a relationship with somebody. I can't imagine just you know calling someone who – the only contact you have is ordering through their website and you've never talked to them and asking them that. But it worked. You know, things are 
are um, are negotiable in business when you have a relationship. And so he says, you can wait 30 days if you want. We just put you on net 30. I said, you know, and I, I, I thought, oh, that could be really like evil. And then give him my credit card after 30 days. But there's a point where I will push stuff, but that's like pushing it a little much because he was doing me a big favor. And I didn't, wouldn't want to take advantage of the 30 days and then them have to pay the credit card fees on top of it. If it was a vendor that I didn't know, I might do it, but I know them too well and I don't want to, to mess, do anything to mess up that relationship. Um, so you got to play it by ear, but you know, build those relationships. So we have another gift to give. This is a really good one, and I want to thank Mark and Robin Levine at Bubble Fast for this one, and it's a $25 Bubble Fast gift card for anything you want from Bubble Fast. Um, perfect for Q4 because um, we always need more stuff. So let me get my number generator going and get my list. And the winner is, oh my gosh, because this person helped me pick prizes, is Ellie. Yay, Ellie. Um, Ellie helped me select what we thought would be good prizes. So. Ellie wins the gift card. So I will get this noted down and get the information to you. And don't forget with um, Bubble Fast, you get a 10% discount if you use the, um, the coupon or the code wholesale. You'll get the discount at Bubble Fast, which I use every time I buy from them because they have some stuff in the right quantities for me that, that work. So um, we have another gift another Ecom Engine swag product that I'm going to do another random number. And click, 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 click. Joe. Yay, Joe. So you can pick out your swag, send me a private message, and then I can send you the link code, and you can pick out your prize and be good to go. So let's see. We have one, two more prizes left. Yay. So we can, we're good to go. Um, so I want to open up chat um, for questions because we're getting close to the end of the hour. I've kind of um, said everything that I want to say about Amazon. It's still in my future. Um, I do want to say something about the group and membership in the group that you guys, I appreciate you so much, your willingness to put your trust in me um, to help grow your business. It, it means a lot to me. Um, I specifically kept the group small because I think it's a safer place to share when the numbers are small. And it's not how I am making my living, the group. Um, my my living is an is an Amazon seller, and I think that's a place where our group differs very much from a lot of them. That that my primary income is not the group membership. My income comes from selling on Amazon. The group membership is um, is a bonus and nice, but I get more out of it by seeing people succeed. So I do appreciate you putting your trust in me to grow your business. And I hope, I hope you find it useful and I hope you can spread the word a little bit so we can fill those slots because I'd like to see some, some new blood in the group. So 
Okay, Joe, so don't you forget to send me your or send me a private message. So I have another econ engine uh, swag product to go. So let me get the list up again. And that one goes to gosh darn it. Can't get the numbers right because some people have left the call. So it gets more difficult as you go further along. That one goes to Ed. So Ed, send me a PM and I will send you the link for your swag. And if there are no questions from the group about today, I want to say thanks for hanging in there for 100 podcasts. Um, We've had some great ones. I love the one with Paula Rizzo, The Listful Living. I thought that one was fabulous. We had a whole series with Ellie and Jen about how they are looking at products and all that. Deborah, we spent several podcasts about how she could transition from retail arbitrage to wholesale. We've had some really, really useful ones. Um, So the last prize, um, and you can thank Ellie for this one because it was her suggestion, is a power bank or a power battery. It's a little gadget that you charge up. Um, It's smaller than a deck of cards in most cases, and you can recharge your cell phone from it. I keep one in my my purse all the time. I'll, you know, I'll leave it in there, and about once every couple of weeks, I'll make sure it's still topped off because you never know when you're going to run out of juice. So that's the, the last prize is the power block. Um, so let me get the participant list up. And, do, oh, guest, you left the call. Oh, man. So some guest or somebody who has just signed in with their phone number left the call and missed out on the power bank. Oh, bummer, bummer. Okay, I'm going to have to do another draw. And the winner of the power bank is Julie. So congratulations, Julie. Send me a private message um, on Facebook, and I will get your address information that way and send you your power bank. These things are genius. I love these things. And and thanks to Ellie for the idea to make it one of the gifts. Um, So with that done, thank you for the 100 episodes listening to me. Thank you for your confidence in the group and helping build your business. Thank you for all your support. And we will catch you guys later. So prize winners, be sure to private message me. And have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.